Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another Cardinals Update podcast presented by me, Cardinals Update, or Jesus, or Duke, you know, whatever you want to call me. So, yeah, this is just going to go over some of the post-game presser from Gannon and Kyler. So, yeah, let's get straight into it. Gannon um, started off by saying situationally they were a lot better than they were or what they have been the past couple of weeks. I think, you know, he's probably talking about the Browns game on offense and on defense, you know, towards the end of the game. They just weren't situationally sound. And that's one of the emphasis, you know, Gannon has on his team is to be, you know, within the offense and just play within the, within the structure and play good situational ball, you know, if they need to adjust, you know, adjust within the game and stuff like that. So he said that they were a lot better um, this week on defense and on offense. He said um, there were some times that, you know, the play wasn't called on offense and, you know, Kyler had to take some timeouts. I know you guys probably saw a few of those times where the play clock was coming down, especially I think in the first quarter it happened where they got a penalty just because they weren't able to get the play off in time. And I think the same thing happened in, in the third quarter. They weren't able to get the play off in time. So just going with those and trying to fix that part of the offense, you know, I think it'll just come with time. Um, later on in the presser, he did say that in situations like that, you know, getting the play off, you know, reading the play from his wristband or something like that is something that they'll improve on each week. And since this is his first, you know, live game action within this new offense, it's something that they'll just have to get over just by playing more games. 
Then Gannon was asked about a bunch of different questions about Kyler and how he played today. Um, he said he was mentioning the last two minutes. Kyler, you know, went up to him and said, "I'm gonna get all the way down there for us," and that it was like Kyler's uh, confidence in that situation was just a big jolt of energy and belief in the team. You know, he you know emphasized a bunch that he was happy for Kyler just just to go out there and seeing him play out there and go out there and take the offense down the field and get that game-winning drive for him um he said on that conversion you know when Kyler dropped back you know there wasn't really anyone open he scrambled back for like 10-15 yards and then he scrambled another couple yards and got the first down and then some so he said on that um 13-yard scramble he felt like Kyler ran for 30 yards and that was, you know, great for him to see, you know, to get him into that field goal range. And that whole play was improvised all by Kyler. It wasn't like a design play. Uh, I think someone, a reporter asked him if it was a design play for him to like kind of like get out of the pocket and just try and get that first down or if it was all on Kyler on improv. And he did say it was just all on Kyler, just trying to go out there and win the game. Um, he was also complimentary of Trey McBride, who had all types of plays, you know, contested catches. He did have that drop, um, his run after the catch, you know, breaking a few tackles, getting first down, just getting more yards. And also just when he did get tackled, you know, falling forward and stuff like that. Um, mossing guys, too, on the end of that 33-yard um completion when they bought when they got him inside the red zone so that was just you know he was very complimentary of Trey McBride um, McBride finished the game with eight catches for 131 yards so seeing him get you know he was so close last week or a few weeks ago when he had 95 or 98 yards in the game and you know everyone has been talking about ever ever since we traded for Zach Ertz um two years ago that last year where you know the Cardinals haven't had a uh, tight end to go over 100 yards since 1989 or something something crazy like that's been 30 or so plus years so you know seeing Trey McBride get so close you know last the last couple of weeks and then just last year too you know seeing that potential where it's like oh you know you could have Zach Ertz maybe get really close to it or break that 100 yard mark or Trey McBride you know if he just gets involved in the offense more maybe he could you know do something special so he seeing him get over 100 yards especially 131 yards it was really great to see um after that one drop catch or not a catch but that drop pass that McBride had you know they went back to the sideline and Gannon did say you know he grilled uh, McBride after the catch but you know he answered back and I think that was in the second quarter and he answered back and had a just a great game just just completely balling out and even McBride you know he had a he had a um, interview after the game, and he just was very complimentary of the team. You know, he just said he was very thankful for everyone. Just said, you know, he thanks Kyler for giving him a chance. You know, he takes his coaching staff uh, for giving him a chance, and he just honestly just felt very grateful. You know, obviously a lot of emotions. You know, last year in the beginning wasn't really playing much, especially when you know when Kyler was playing, it was more Zach Ertz, and then and then you know Kyler gets hurt, and then after that you kind of see McBride go off for a couple of games, especially that Denver game you know he was he was playing very well and then the beginning of this season you know having a turnstile of quarterbacks you know going back until Kyler was injured last season just not having 
competent QB play. And, you know, obviously Dobbs was good, but he just wasn't able to have that accuracy down the field. And so now having Kyler Murray just, you know, it elevates everyone around him, especially McBride. You know, hopefully he could build off of this and just keep on, you know, having great games, having a lot of catches and being sort of that safety blanket in the middle for someone like Kyler. You know, he's a big target and having him out there would just be great. Um, James Conner, yeah, he was also asked about James Conner. So he said Conner was unreal. Honestly, it looked like Connor wasn't even injured. He just looks like, you know, he came back and he was just balling like he's been playing, you know, he's been playing the last four weeks. And that that's great to see just because, like, how we talked about last episode where, you know, you don't know how the O-line's going to look. You had uh, Will Hernandez. He, also, he looked hurt. You don't know who's going to be at left guard, at left tackle. DJ Humphrey was hurt. So just having James Connor, you know, if there was nothing there, him fighting for a couple of yards, having a little spin move, juking someone out, or just running through someone, getting those extra three, five-yard runs when it honestly should have been nothing. So just having that and then being just ahead of the sticks is something that, you know, he was very complimentary on with, with James Conner. You know, his violent rushing gave a breather to the offensive line. You know, like I said, they were down. And also to Kyler just to give him, you know, better play calling. You know, if he did get zero yards, like on first down, second and 10, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to run something a little more conservative just to try and get yards. So, you know, if you do get, you know, just general to football, like offense, if you do get a bunch of yards in that first down, then that opens the playbook a lot more just to get everyone involved you know if you want to rush it again if you want to take a shot down the field or if you want to just play within within the rhythm of the offense I think that just opened up a bunch of things um kind of going back to where um uh playing situational football um he said the two penalties on defense did lead to 14 points and that was just you know pass interference calls and just holding calls and just stuff like that um I did talk about it on my Twitter and Instagram where they or, you know, I was sort of talking about how there's a lot of penalties on this team. And you know what? You, you could blame the refs, you know, what you want. I know the commentators in the game, they're also, you know, questioning. They're like, man, you know, they're really calling a lot of stuff on this Cardinals team. And just, just overall, you know, as a fan, you think that the flags aren't going your way basically all the time. So just seeing that, it, it, it's tough to see. But at the same time. In those situations, you just have to play a lot better, even though, you know, in the beginning, you might get caught on a few plays. And then, you know, afterwards, you're like, OK, you know, they they're more they're looking at, you know, holding calls more. They're not looking at these types of calls more. So at the end of the game, you know, you just have to understand who's refing you out there and just play within how how they look at the uh, each play. And he was also very complimentary of the offensive line. You know, he said the offensive line battled from having a down DJ Humphreys and having Carter O'Donnell play his, you know, get his first start at left guard. It was just, it was just a, a good sight to see, especially, you know, in the pass protection, I think they were very good. I know there was a few times where they were giving Kyler just a very clean pocket and, you know, just maybe they were just rushing forward, but they they weren't able to get open down the field I mean the receivers weren't able to get open down the field but having someone like Kyler being able to extend those plays and then just also having a great pocket you know just I think this offensive line played 
a lot better than what they looked on paper. Obviously, it's great to have from center to right tackle everyone the same. So you have um, Froholt, Will, and then Paris on the right side. You know, they're holding up everything. But on the left side, you have Beecham starting on the left tackle, actually having a full week of starting at um, taking those left tackle reps and then starting off this week. It was great to see. And then Carter O'Donnell, he was playing great. I know a few times he got beat, you know, that with that interior pressure, like I talked about last episode, you know, it was something to look out for because Kyler doesn't really, he doesn't really thrive. I mean, not many people do when you have pressure, but you know, for him to kind of get him off his game is to have that interior pressure. So him holding up for the most part, especially it being his first start, I think was great to see. So yeah, that was basically everything from uh, Jonathan Gannon's portion of it. So Kyler's portion of it, you know, he came in and he said that he was happy to win. You know, Kyler, he always, he's a winner. So he, he loves to win. Everything is about winning for him. It doesn't matter the stats or anything. It doesn't matter of his individual play. He just wants to win and that's what excites him. And that's what has him, you know, playing the best football he can. So first thing he said he was happy to win next thing he he was also complimentary of trey mcbride said that there's not many safeties who will guard him you know down the field which is great to see you know him having that confidence in a second year player like mcbride is just awesome to see so you know you have a bunch of these young guys on the offensive side you have rondale who looks solid a few a few of the times where you had like dump passes and just a lot of plays where like you know nothing was open down the field you know you're getting attacked from all different angles on the offensive line being able to dump something off to rondale and him getting four or five yards when it should have been a sack or should have been just an incompletion was very great to see and then michael wilson too he had a bunch of amazing catches and it it felt good having Michael Wilson actually get passes that were within his catch radius and he's able to make plays after the catch. So nothing where he had to stop and, you know, try and get the ball from behind him. You know, a lot of things were in stride. And, you know, in the beginning, I do think in the first half, you know, it was just knocking that rust off for Kyler where, you know, sometimes little th- little things were like behind him or just wasn't in stride. But as the game went on, he got more in a, in a rhythm and he was able to just, you know, hit people in their chest, hit people in stride. That last play to McBride, it was a little bit behind him. But um, Gannon said, you know, it was probably something more along the lines of, you know, just trying to give Trey McBride a chance to make a play. And that's exactly what he did. Um Kyler said leading up to the game, he tried to stay cool and calm throughout the week and especially throughout this day. You know, this was a two o'clock game. So just in the morning, staying cool, calm and collected. And, you know, throughout the day, he was getting a little bit of those, you know, that feeling in your stomach, those like butterflies, you know, getting ready to for a game, getting ready for your first game back. So he just wanted to be calm out there for the game and for his teammates. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, um, like in post-game uh, pressers, little clips on, on social media and from Gannon's, they were saying, you know, Kyler just was cool. Kyler, he was calm, wasn't really up and down. And, you know, he said that he just wanted to be that calm voice for the team, you know, whenever they're out there, having that cool, calm and, you know, that confidence of saying that, that we're going to go win the game. And no matter what happens, if you give Kyler, you know, whatever time on the, on the clock at the end of the game that he's going to be, he's, he's going to expect himself and the offense to go down and score and go try and win the game. Um, he also thanked the fans today and throughout the whole time he was injured. He talked about, you know, fans DMing him and just stuff that he sees on social media, fans, 
you know, talking to him whenever he, they were on away games, home games, when he was just on the sideline. You know, he was very appreciative for the fans out there, and he felt all the support from everyone. He did talk about the interception. So early in the third quarter, um, his the interception, you know, McBride was on the left side, and then he kind of ran sort of like a slant or an in and I don't I don't quite remember too well but I remember you know he was crossing those those um linebackers or safety someone down the middle and he said that you know he since it was covered too he wanted Trey McBride to kind of sit in the middle in between the two zones and so Kyler could hit him right there he thought that's what Trey was going to do just you know Kyler reading the reading the defense from the quarterback perspective but you know Trey McBride didn't really see the same thing from a receiver receiver perspective so it was just miscommunication on that end and it was something that they haven't worked out or practiced just because of not having too much time with each other like I said McBride wasn't really featured in the offense last year when he was a rookie and when he was featured more in the offense that was when Kyler was already down and he wasn't playing and then this first 10 weeks nine weeks of the season not having Kyler out there and then also having you know in, in the first month having Zach Ertz you know take a lot of the line share of the targets at tight end you know he wasn't really being uh he wasn't really able to get the communication get the timing down and just get you know the the situation where you oh you know if Kyler sees something and if McBride sees something then they're kind of audible to something where you know like like in this situation where McBride he wanted him to settle down more in the middle instead of you know keep on taking the route further so he said that it was just miscommunication on that part and he also said it, it was his fault McBride was right from what the route was he just expected McBride to keep uh keep on running and it was no fault on McBride even though on, on the on the broadcast, it did show, you know, after the interception, Kyler ran and made the tackle and he was sort of, you know, talking to McBride and sort of yelling at him. But I think they just had a misunderstanding. It just, you know, that was, you know, just in, in the heat of the moment, like what we've said in last year and years before, you know, when you are in the game and just the heat of the moment, you are going to be yelling and talking and just trying to explain things to different people. So that's sort of the situation that happened there. Um, he also talked about the failed two-point conversion. So when it was, I think, in the second quarter, we were down. We just had the touchdown. It was 12-14. We went for the extra point. Uh, we were, we went for the two point conversion, and he said the you know credit to Atlanta's defense, everything was covered perfectly, and the overthrow to James Connor was basically just him trying to make a play out of nothing. You know, Connor wasn't even supposed to be on the play; he wasn't supposed to get any action on the play, but just him just trying to create something out of nothing is basically what happened there and why it was overthrown. So yeah good win tonight for the for the Cardinals you know it was great to see Kyler out there it was great to see James Conner out there you know like I said I'm, I loved how the O-line looked obviously you know on paper they didn't really look that well especially the left side you know having DJ Humphreys down having Carter O'Donnell get his first start but you know they held up pretty well in the run and the pass game which is great to see and then also just everyone getting involved you know he hit Hollywood on a few of them I know he missed Hollywood and I did 
I did tweet that out where, you know, I think it was on both of them. Kyler did overthrow him a little bit, but then it did hit Hollywood in his hands on that dive. And, you know, both of them, it, I think it was on both of them. I don't think it was one more than the other. It was just an overthrow, but at the same time, it still hit his hands. And it hit, you know, it wasn't like it hit his fingertips. He had the ball for a few seconds. It just, he wasn't able to hang on to it. So just hopefully you get a better ball. And I think, you know, obviously you get a better ball. And I think Hollywood does come down with the with the with a touchdown right there and then you put them up I think you get more points but at the same time in that first I think it was the second quarter you know it kind of you just you just feel a lot better going to halftime instead of being um down a couple points so that'll look good I think the first half defense it was very suspect at first you know with Heineke he was getting some scrambles out there you know Bijan was finally being used properly which I mean of course against the Cardinals Arthur Smith he now he's gonna start using Bijan Robinson so that just felt like you know obviously that was gonna happen that he was gonna start everyone was gonna start playing well but you know once that second half hit and you know they were just only giving up field goals it was more of a bend don't break defense where in the beginning it was you know it felt like that this game was going to come down to be a shootout just because, you know, they were driving on the field. They weren't able to get too many stops. You know, it was first down, second down, and they'd get the conversion first down, second down. They weren't really in third down situations a bunch of the time, which as a defense, especially as an undermanned defense, like how we have it in the front seven, I think, you know, just having that confidence playing with a lot of emotion it just that's what they have been doing and you just didn't see that in the first half in the second half that's when they started showing out you know you're having some pressure um, from the interior from Dante Stills I think he played an amazing job um, also uh, the young defense alignment Roy Lopez like I said I tweeted about him but him coming from Houston and you know he he came from the U of A um, coming out of college and I think you know in Houston when he was a rookie he was a great run defender and you know he just had to work on the pass rush skills and just getting getting to the quarterback on the pass situations but you know hopefully with his defense I, I do wish to see him back next year I think him and Dante can be you know two great rotational pieces on the defensive line you know hopefully you get someone more established or and just a better talent overall but hopefully he comes back you know he's great like I said situationally and just to just to change him out you know every down I think he'll be great on this team the edge rushers were doing great I know there's a few holding calls or a few um, roughing the passer calls on Dennis Gardeg, which was tough. But at the same time, you know, Gannon said that with the penalties right now, just have to, have to clean them up and just, and he, he doesn't hate it because they're out there playing great. They're playing with like their hair on fire, but at the same time, you got to play sound and you got to play within your technique. Um, same thing with the DBs. I think Marco had, uh, Marco or Antonio had, um, uh, pass interference call. Um, he was very complimentary on Antonio Hamilton on a few of the plays where he was able to just sniff it out and just get a, a tackle for loss or just not get have the running back receiver take it for an extra couple of yards. He was able to get um, tackles at the line of scrimmage, which was great, which was great to see. But just overall, this defense really came alive in that third and especially in the fourth quarter. You know, after the Kyler interception. You know, they were at the 40, I think, on our 40-yard line. So just holding them there and just holding them to a field goal and not letting them get the touchdown was, you know, it paid a virtue at the end because we were only able to, um, first of all, it saved time. So it gave Kyler 
little over two minutes to go down and make a play. And then it also saved them from, instead of getting a touchdown, they were able to settle for a field goal. So all in all, you know, great, great game. And it, it felt good to get the win, especially at home. You know, Kyler's first game back. So everything was, was great. And yeah, the coaching staff, I did talk about it, I think last week at the beginning of last week, where, you know, you kind of wanted to see how Drew Beck, Drew Petzing would call the play, would call, I mean, this game, you know, last game against Cleveland, I don't think, you know, anyone helped anyone, especially with Clayton too and him being a rookie and that being his first start, you know, the offensive line didn't hold up, which affected the play calling because you want to play, you want to call something different and, you know, the run game isn't working. So you want to call something different. And then Clayton Toon isn't able to hit some of the throws, you know, deep, you know, accuracy issues or just not having time in the pocket. So a bunch of day, a bunch of things last week in Cleveland were just all wrong. And I think a lot of those things were corrected this week in practice and it showed in the game where, you know, everyone was in tempo, in rhythm and the offensive line held up. You know, obviously you get a huge boost at quarterback and running back and just everything was complimenting each other and I think Petsing had a great game I don't think anything was out of the ordinary where it was like yo you, why are you calling that I think it was just more you know you had a you had a game plan and he, they they stuck with it and it was great to see so thank you guys for listening to another Cardinals update podcast I really do appreciate everything if you guys did enjoy it you know like download share the episode share the share the podcast and that'll really just help me out a lot um, see you guys next time. I think I'll talk again Tuesday, you know, after Monday's presser and kind of seeing how the week's going to go on Tuesday, preparing for next week's game against the Texans. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 